Hello, Dwayne Drummond here with Ali Alvarigo, SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning to you, Dwayne. How's it going? Well, it's going it's going well. You know, and if it wasn't, I wouldn't complain anyways, you know? Yeah, well, we would do that before we started our call. <laughs> and, and you know what? Sometimes we air out our dirty laundry at that time, yeah. Or even yeah, after. And you know, hey, listen, it, it, it's not... It's not necessarily complaining, right? You know, I mean, complaining for the sake of complaining, but um, it's more about, you know, like-minded people understanding what you're going through, right? It's, you know, like it's a band of brothers, you know, it's people who understand that, you know, what we do every day because they're in the trenches as well. So I, I recommend that highly to people. I always have someone that you could talk to, chat with, mentor with, and so on. Yeah, at least uh, vent to on occasions. Yeah. I mean, isn't it important, though, honestly? I mean, or else you'd have to be going to a psychiatrist, right, and paying them 100 bucks an hour, and you'd get 50 minutes, and the clock would stop, and you'd be left hanging. You know, at least, right, you know, I right. always, we call each other, hey, Allie, or I say to Dwayne, you know, I have this issue, and what, do, what would you do, or what do you think? And you give me your opinion. It's just good to hear. Like, yesterday, we closed because of the weather, and there's like 10 of my friends in the local area and we start a thing, and we go, who's closing tonight because of the snow? It's snowing a little, but then icy and rainy, so um, so everyone was like, I'm closing, I'm closing. So it lets you, it gives you a little bit more assurance that, you know, it's okay to close because they're doing it too. It's not just me being a sissy, right. you know, that kind of thing, right? So yeah. it's always important. Yeah. So we, we got a good well, call have, scheduled today. We do, and I was going to quickly say that I we, we had to close a couple of times or uh, for a couple of days um, a couple of weeks ago with that that you know, below 40 vortex that came through type oh thing. Oh, my God. And, um, you know, my uh, my program director, she says to me, because I was talking about, should I close, should I not close? And and she, because she, I said, I, I would hate for somebody to, you know, drive here and then get stuck. Like the car stops and, and right. now they're in 40 degree below weather. And she says, yeah, right. she goes, that would, she goes, she goes, yeah, that would be bad, but you're still having us come. Right. I go, okay. All right. I get it now. Yeah. I wasn't even thinking about my staff. I was thinking about the clients. So I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. I, I think that that's important, right? And that sometimes, you know, not only like even vacations, which you do a few a year and I do a few a year at my school where we're closed, you know, and not only is that good, just tell the students, like, listen, it's time to take a break from martial arts. We're going right. to close. So you, so you, you want to practice, practice on your own, but it also gives our staff that, that breathing room where it's just refreshing to them to be able to uh, have no responsibility whatsoever. And, and for us as well, it's different when you could say, Hey, you run it. We still have that pressure. Oh my God, what happened? Did everyone show up? Did something go wrong? But when we say hey, we're closed for that week of the summer or winter, it's a, it is a big weight lifted off your shoulders just for those seven or eight days that you're able to just not worry about anything. Yeah, or the 14 days. Yeah. Yeah, whatever you're doing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, which is great for you. I think that that's amazing. Uh, yeah, so what are we talking about today? So today's an interesting topic, and um, I it's uh, a lot of the things that I come up with as far as talks that I give you and shoot past you as far as ideas are things that I go through with my coaching clients, right? So. Um, I have a few coaching clients and we're talking about marketing, right? We're talking about advertising. And then I'm like, okay, show me your flyer. Show me what you do. Show me how you promote your school. 
you know, what is the message? And, and I find it's interesting because most people don't realize what a brand is, right? I just saw, I love the TV show The Prophet with Marcus Lemonis, right? And he just recently did a Vegas show. And believe it or not, he went to go see Chris Angel, um, his, uh, his warehouse and his show. And he was asking Chris, he says, you know, yeah, this is a magic show and you're an illusionist, but what you really are is a businessman. And he said, yeah, that's true. Uh, not only did he say, hey, look at all my magic. He has these magic kits. These guys, he goes, I, I sold three million of them last year. Um, you know, and they're like 69 bucks a pop. So do the numbers, right? He, ma- he manufactures right. it at own. He ships it his own. He does it all. But anyway, so he said, though, it's about brand. And then Chris took him over to the uh, to the wall, and, and it had every one of Chris's shirts, every one of his jackets, every one, you know, the whole brand that he has promoted. What what makes people proud to be a part of your school? And, and then we put up the book. I don't know if I can find it right now, but I read the book, and it's called Brand Washing, Brand Washing, or Brand Washed. And... Um, it's how big businesses, we wrote this in our description, um, you know, I don't know, I want to use the word trick, but how companies get purchasers to be able to believe in their brand and tie into the brand. I'll give you an example. Um, I don't know if Nicole was listening, but she probably is, and if she is, she'll probably uh, chime in, but she went out and bought a bag, a handbag. I don't know what kind of bag, Gucci or whatever it is and so on. And it was super expensive. Like, you know, she, she works hard. She deserves it. I love her to death. Um, but I just can't myself figure, like, what could a pocketbook, a handbag, be worth a certain amount of money? Like, honestly, how much would the materials be uh, on the high end? You know, 20 bucks, 30 bucks. Even if you had um, skilled Yale professors sewing the bag, it would still be less than what they're charging. They're charging, you know, 1000 to $7,000 for pocketbooks, right? So what makes it that important? It's the brand. It's the name. It's not so much the quality or, or the, you know, the uh, service. It's the actual name of the bag, right? So why is it as school owners we don't think like that in our school? Why are we not creating a brand within our school? Why don't we think about this a little heavier and start to understand from the tip of the iceberg down below into the surface we have to be branding what we do? Well, don't we – those of us that are – um, in a federation or some sort of association, um, isn't that? I mean, aren't they doing brand advertising for us to a certain degree? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. Like, for example, I mean, I get what you're saying, and and I don't mean to be contradictory. So please correct me if, if you have another idea on this. But like my teacher's organization from Japan you know, whatever the organization was called, um, but there were, we got nothing for it. Like, there wasn't, like, a patch, a shirt, a booklet, and, uh, you know, I didn't say, hey, I'm part of, you know, they do do that with, like, the J- Japanese Karate Association, but what, what does that do for the school? Like, what, what does that do for your brand? What does it tell, you know, what is the message to the client who knows nothing about what it is? Like, what, what is the JKA or what is whatever I was in? What does it mean to the client? Right. No, no, no. I get that. But I, I, I wonder if, and you've brought this up, and I guess this is the reason I'm bringing it up, is, you know, when you ask a school what their brand is, and, and I'll just use an easy one, and, and this yeah. is no offense to anybody. Um, you know, well, I, I, we do uh, Taekwondo, and we're right. with the uh, 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 Taekwondo World Federation or whatever it is. I don't even right. know if that's a real thing. But yeah, so we're with the, uh, you know, TDF. 
AK or whatever it is. Right. And, and so that's that's our brand. And right. I know that you talk about the fact that that isn't your brand, that's your style. Right. Um, my my question is, one, co- let's clarify that. Why why your brand isn't your style? And then I'd like to throw this idea out: is could your um, or why why your style isn't your brand? Um, but why couldn't your style be your brand? Right. So maybe talk about let's talk about both of those because I think they they both yeah. can happen if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, remember when we did a seminar, you and I in in, uh, in Atlantic City, and we asked that very question. We're talking about five years ago or so, right? Um, that was the winter of the blizzard where we got snowed in, right? And then you ended up driving home and getting caught in the snow for like eight, ten hours in the one spot or whatever it was. Well, I pulled over at a truck stop and just uh, I, I was actually I just started watching um, uh, Arrow. Uh, oh, you know, okay. on TV, and so I had a lot of those episodes saved up. So I was just in my car, running my car the whole the whole night, and watching TV until I fell yeah. asleep in my car. So. Uh, and then you woke up, and there was tons of snow, right? Oh my gosh, yes, yeah, yeah, crazy. But so, so we asked the question, "What's your brand?" And people raised up their hand: Jeet Kune Do, Karate, Taekwondo, Kung Fu, right? And we said, while that is a brand, right, it's a a taste. It's not necessarily your brand. Let me break that down even further. I'll make it a little clearer, right? So um, we want Chinese food, right? The Chinese food comes from a specific style of cooking, and it's pretty generic, you know, but when you go to, let's say, uh, Asian fusion Chinese restaurant in town versus the Chinese pickup place, there's, you know, you, you've built the one company hopefully has built the brand where it's high end and waiters and you get served and you come in and the food is elevated and the flavors are elevated and it's not just a basic Chinese food pickup place. So, so we have to ask ourselves, like, what separates you? What separates the, you know, the school owner from the guy down the road? Like, it's not just the style. Like, so I'm very fortunate to have a brand within my style, right? So I'm not everyone has that because I'm in ninjutsu school. And, you know, the ninja are one of the most publicized, you know, uh, people in Hollywood, you know, ninjas, CIA agents, you know, SEALs, they're all ninja-like. Every word, everyone who excels at anything they do, they call themselves ninjas now. I'm a ninja obstacle course guy and so on. Yeah, right. I was going to say that 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 has penetrated the business world, you know, ninja right. marketing tactics, and it has nothing yep. to do with uh, martial arts. So absolutely, yeah, and, yeah. and it's like be be a sales ninja, right? I just saw a book on that, right? Like anything that because the word ninja is considered the elite of the elite, right? And that's you know the, how they used it through Hollywood. So I kind of have my own built-in brand, but what what is that to people? It's really not really. So I I quite often have to brand to my own parents in my school. Like, you know, I'm very careful about using this word clan, right? But to the ninja clan, right? I don't want to be associated with other clans, like, you know, that are bad. But, you know, like that word, the ninja clan, you know, like our our tribe, our, you know, who are we as a, as a group? You know, why are the parents proud to have their kids not in a karate school down the road, but in my school? You know, what makes them great? You know, what makes us better or different, right? So that where they want to wear the shirt and talk about who they are. No, my kid doesn't go to karate. He goes to ninjutsu. He's training to be a ninja. That kind of you, mindset. Hey, I, I'm sorry, but I have to say this, and I hope it doesn't take you off track. Yeah. I don't understand the the whole terminology now that you can – you can call this 
tribe a whatever tribe, right? Because that's, right. that's the going word right now. Well, who's in yeah. your tribe, all that? Right. Because isn't that, isn't that then an, an exclusive group of people? And it, that's, that's not PC. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, I get it. I agree. But how, I, I totally disagree with the whole PC thing. But when you were saying that, yeah. I'm thinking, you know what? You know, have, having this elite tribe is is politically not correct. But well, anyway, go ahead. Po- political correctness out the window. It's actually almost like, don't we want to have this tribal mentality where people are stick together, they do things together, they're so bought into the culture. It's like it's it's like churches or synagogues or religions, right? They they believe in what they believe in so so wholeheartedly, right? So that's yeah. important. Well, one of the things that, uh, you know, is important to tell your kids in order to help their self-esteem, you know, their self-worth is about the heritage that they came right. from, who their parents are, who their grandparents are. If down the line you were, you know, uh, connected to George Washington or connected yeah. to Martin Luther King or connected to, you know, Harriet Tubman or whatever, I mean, right. uh, that heritage is so important. Um, and and why is that important? Because it gives that child an identity of yeah. who they are. I mean, why are Italians always so proud to tell you that they're an Italian? Right. 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 Exactly. So yeah. like that. So yeah. let's use that. That's a perfect way of describing it. In my dojo, by the way, we have a student creed, and one of the students' creeds simply says, "Do not distance one's loyalty from one's parents, family, friends, and teachers." Try deeply to master one's culture and the culture and philosophy of the art of ninjutsu and ninpo, our system. So it's basically saying don't give up who you are. Don't just be this generic, you know, a vanilla box flavoring, right? Be proud of who you are and what your culture is. Don't be embarrassed by it, and, you know, unless, you know, you come from a long line of prejudiced, you know, people. Um, maybe then you want to separate yourself from it. But I'm saying like sure. just in general, if you're proud to be an Italian, you're proud to be Polish, you're proud to be Russian, you're proud to be Jewish, whatever the culture may be, these are things that we have to think about. So, by the way, now, that's perfect lead-in, Dwayne, and that's a great, great example. So, so yeah, we're Taekwondo, and so are the other 25 Taekwondo schools in the, within a 10-mile radius. So what makes you, who does Taekwondo, and Joe Taekwondo down the road, and Eddie's Taekwondo a little further down, what makes that different than, um, than each other, right? Or is it just like, hey, choose whatever you want. It's a vanilla box. You're going to learn Taekwondo. Not true, right? So this is where we as school owners, as business owners, have to dig deeper to be able to find out, like, what are we? Like, your school is a, you know, you're a great example. You're a Christian martial arts school, right? You're a family-based martial arts school. Your logo has a family of people in it, like big big and small. Um, you know, you, you're, you're based off of Christianity, and you have tenets of Christianity within your martial arts. You do the Pledge of Allegiance before you start class, right? There's a lot of things We've, that other And we also do a do. prayer. We, yeah. yeah. We also and pray you, in the beginning. And by the way, we must point out that you don't just have Christians. You have Muslims. You have Jewish people in your school. Even though you're a Christian martial arts school, and this is atheist. the great part about it. Yeah, yeah, atheists too. So, so the tenets, the 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 uh, culture within your school is not about the religion that you teach, that you practice, that you have, but about the tenets of the religion: being a good person, being good to each other. You know, all the basic spiritual basic spiritual beliefs. So that's what separates you from the guy down the road. What makes, you know, your school, other than 
uh, many other things, you know, like the style you teach and how you approach it, your instructors and their level of education, the beauty of your facility, the cleanliness, the way you treat people and indoctrinate them into the school. All of this becomes tri-star martial arts, right? It's a culture. If somebody walks in, it's clearly different than, you know, Joe's whatever down the road. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So what what are some questions I think people should ask themselves when trying to develop who they are? And I think it's about, like, what is it that your style is? Why is it different, your style, than if someone else taught that style? What do you do differently? What's your approach? What is your culture? Like, what are you? Are you a... Are you a children-only martial arts school? Are you a gritty self-defense school? Like, I'm working with one of my clients right now, and they're, they have an amalgamation of different systems that are being taught. Filipino martial arts. There you go. That's the logo. I love it. Yep. <laughs> exactly. So, so um, they, are, they teach a few things. Krav Maga, Filipino martial arts, women's kickboxing. But their real brand that I think that they're ignoring, and, they're, and we're starting to work on this, is they're a traditional classical Kung Fu school. There's not a lot of them around. And then, so what does that mean? I mean, you have to figure out what that means. And for me, what does that mean to the parents that care? They're going to get them, their kids to learn a part of history, culture. They're going to learn about the old ancient traditions, about the roots of where it all started. It's not this watered-down sport kind of thing with a bunch of fluffy patches and cool, you know, memes and, and sayings. They're going to go back to the roots of where it all started. These are, they're, you know, they've learned from the people who invented it, that kind of mindset. Like, I've been right. to Japan 17 times. I've lived with the Japanese masters. Most other people can only say they dream about that. Well, I actually did it, and I did it 17 times over the course of my life, maybe like three and a half years of my life spent living over there in Japan. Um, and, you know, not of course, not in one swoop, but two weeks here, right. four weeks there, and so on. So I know what it's like. Everyone else has just read about it. They They conceptualize what it could be like. I've lived it. And now I try to take those lessons and not try. I take those lessons and I bring them back and I've built this around my school. So we're so different than the school down the road. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So that, you know, so that's what makes your brand, right? That's really the key to, to what we do. So let's do this. Um, well, okay, before I ask this, let's go back to my, let's go back to if somebody wants their style to be their brand, how do they approach that then? Okay, well, that's great. By the way, I want to say hi to everyone who's on here. There's a few great senseis. Adam McCauley, good buddy of mine, very traditional classical karate man. Um, he does uh, he does martial arts and uh, was one of the head instructors under his teacher in, um, in uh, you know, pressure points and, and karate styles and so on. And then Frank Martano, an old friend of mine from years ago. But anyway, um, so the answer to your question and is Frank, simple. So, and Frank said he's Italian, too. So uh, Yeah, it's true, though, right? I, I'm, I'm a yeah, I'm right there with you, Frank. I yeah, exactly. Hands, too. Are you Italian? All Italian? Oh yeah. Well, you not all. Where, no, no. Well, my where, my grandpa was uh, 100% Italian, so yeah. you know, I'm about a, probably a quarter now. But well, dude, what, I got the uh, 23andMe DNA test. Nicole and I bought it for each other for the uh, ancestry test from um, from uh, online. You know, you swab yep. your DNA. So I found out things that I didn't know about myself. You know, number one, um, I knew I was Maltese. My mom came from Malta. Her dad was Maltese. Her mother was Maltese. However, within the Maltese lineage, if you go back, there's Turkish, 
there's Uzbekistanian Jew. So I had no idea that I'm a little bit Jewish, but you kind of go figures, right? If you, if you use a Jewish mindset, like my mom's like, no wonder why you like money, you know, and I say oy vey a lot and so all sorts of stuff like that. But, um, you know, but anyway, so, and then I found out I'm a little bit of American Indian. I thought I was way more American Indian than I was because my, my dad's mom was American Indian. But in my bloodline, she must have only been a little. But anyway, long story short, I discovered things about myself that I never knew. Um, and uh, so, so lo and behold, so our style is very much a brand. Like if you're an Aikido stylist, like one of my other clients and good friends, um, then um, David, they, uh, yeah, Dave, David Nemiroff, right? He uh, he usually is on here. And uh, by the way, Darren is on here. I, I believe Darren Hunter is from the UK, from England, uh, and, and a friend of mine. But um, so so with that being said, so like Aikido is a very specific mindset, you know, a very fluid the way they move, the way they bow, the traditions of the martial arts, everything about how they fight and everything is very specific, right? Um, so that's a good separation, segregation, because it's clear when you look at it, like you go, oh, that's different than, you know, maybe a striker or, or something like that. Um, so anyway, why, what is our brand? Like, and, and by the way, Darren, who's on here from the UK, him and I actually years ago coached, and I worked with him on his brand as well. Um, and we worked on logo design and even the, his school and changing the look of it all and worked on a whole bunch of really cool things. I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, Darren, right? We did that. I mean, we're talking probably eight years ago. Um, but anyway, Jane, so, so we need to look at ourselves and say, okay, what are we? And you don't have to – let's pretend like you just learned a whole bunch of martial arts and you started your own system. That's fine. But what is it you stand for? What does your school represent, right? Like what is it? Like, for example, um, I love going to this one burger joint. Believe it or not, I'm a vegan, but they have a vegan burger, right? But they also have meat and all sorts of other stuff. But I like going there, and it's a very cool environment. This one place is made out of old um, uh, you know, shipping containers, you know, that are made out of metal shipping containers and so on. And they have a very cool uh, vegan menu um, and so on. But it, it, the, the whole vibe of it is very retro, right? And, and that's what I like about the place. And it's cool to go there. It's an experience when you go there. Um, you know, so on. And Darren just said yes, and I've changed again. He says, now I'm a complete brand like Nike in a way. So that's, that's cool, right? So understanding that concept of branding. So what is it that each school owner is? Who are you? Like, you have to ask yourself, who, what do people see me as? When I, you know, you might want to just make a little questionnaire and ask like 25 of your clients, like when describing our school, what would you describe it in 30, 40 words or less? Who are we? What, what do you think we are? Why are we special? Why are we different? Why did you sign up with us and not the guy down the road? You know what I mean? And try right. to get their opinion on it because quite often we don't know. Well, and some of the times is, you know, we believe that they're perceiving or seeing things one way. And they are actually seeing it a different way. And, and, and by getting that feedback from them, it would be, would be highly important because um, you remember John Graydon would always talk about black belt eyes, seeing things in yeah. black belt eyes. Right. And, you know, we're, sometimes we do it through our own – well, we always do it, right? Everybody sees things through their own perception. Even if we, right. we saw the same, the same car accident, I'm going to give a different story uh, than you are. So, so there is hey, a listen, perception thing. Just look about politics. I mean, you know, the left and the right. I mean, it's like literally polar. One's living on Mars, one's living in, you know, on Earth. It's like we're that far off, and you can look at the same exact picture and hear a hundred percent different things, right? So it's so wild. So go ahead. I'm sorry. 
No, no, you're fine. And so um, I think it's a good idea to ask those questions. But I, I, I guess what I would say is uh, if you're going to do that, really sit down and, and think about the, uh, the question and, and make sure that when you craft the question that it is clearly stated so that there is no way or very little way for them to misinterpret uh, the, the the question that you're asking because right. you know, the answer that you're looking for in totality is you know who am I what what do I do here what do I stand for at least what you know what do you see that I uh, that we yeah. do here uh, uh, and who we are in the community but if you don't ask and we know this even just from let's go back to politics from polling questions if you ask the right polling question you can get the answer in your favor right, right. I, I mean just the way that you ask questions you can do right. that so. I would just my uh my caveat would be when you do this you decide to do this you really need to think about the questions that you're going to ask so yeah. that you can get the honest answer not a uh skewed answer for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Like you don't want to lead and questions are a great way to lead people down a pathway of the answer that you want to get. Like, you know, like, you know, how how can we help you um, you know, make your kid the best kid ever, you know, like, you know, or, you know, what do you love most about what we do, right? Not like, what do you like or not like, right? You just, what do you love most about what we do? Now they'll tell you, right? So, so the, yeah, you have to find out, like, what is the uniqueness? What is that? You said that, that special purpose, what we used to call your unique selling proposition or your unique selling, your unique uh, strategic, strategic purpose, right? Yes, purpose, yes. and right? that is it's so, true. It's your your USP is your unique strategic purpose with inside of your school, inside of your community. You know, um, I'll, I'll just give you uh, Grandmaster Hafner, right? His one of his is, his unique strategic uh, uh, purposes is that he wants to be his local town hero, right? His he himself and his studio want, he wants everybody to perceive, and this was years ago when he told me this, he wants to be perceived and known as the local town hero. What does that mean? That could mean a whole bunch of different things. You know, right. he helps the kid with bullying. He helps the kid with, uh, you know, who's struggling with, to, to relate to his parents. Uh, the one that has the attitude, the one that has bad grades, the one, right. you know, and, and it, all of those things. But, but it was boiled down to the fact that he wanted to be his local town hero. Cause I had asked him, I said, you know, how about, you know, multiple schools? I mean, obviously right. you, you're so successful here. And he, one, he, he had already tried that before and decided it wasn't for him. Right. Two, he goes, I can't be my local town hero if I'm in two different towns because now right. I'm not in that town. And he right. loves and he, he grew up in Ann Arbor. He loved yeah. Ann Arbor. And so, you know, that was his and, and I'm I'm assuming still his unique strategic purpose, although I know his kids are basically more or less running the studio now. Um, yeah. But he, he's still there. Uh, but I bring right. that up because his whole thing was boiled down to he wanted to be his local town hero. And, you know, I love that. And now I think, honestly, when, if someone is, let's say that's their purpose, they have to really somehow find a way to explain to people what that really means, right? Because, you know, I want to be my local town hero too, right? And I want to be, you know, I want people to think of my school that, and it changed lives. It helped people become better. And, and I've done that and you've done that and, and Master Hafner has done that. But we have to let people know or explain to them at least at minimum what that means. Like if someone says, uh, my kid is being bullied, 
um, and they need to learn self-defense, I want them to come right to me because somehow I got that message across that I'm the school to go to that teaches real deal self-defense, confidence, self-esteem, and so on, so that kids don't feel bullied, and if they ever are, they could defend themselves. Like, I want myself to be that FOMA, front of mind awareness to everybody. When they think of that, I want it to be me. Like, and that, so we have to somehow get that point across, right? We have to get people to understand that. And that's not as easy as it may sound. Well, it isn't. And, you know, I can, the, the, the reason I met my wife was she heard about this guy who teaches martial arts, who is able to help kids and change them. Um, so that's why she brought her son to me. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I was known throughout the community as the martial artist that could reach kids where they are at and push them forward, change right. the direction that, that, that they're going. Now, yeah, is my school still kind of known for that to a certain degree? And no offense to any of my instructors because we get right. compliments all the time. Um, right. But they're not they're not me. And yeah. so – that's evolved into something a little bit different, but it's yeah. still the same. But you are exactly right. And, and again, I bring up Hafner again, but, you know, he talks about the, the more levels and layers that you add into your business, the more difficult it becomes to relay that to your clients or potential clients. Right. And that's really where the um, – the rubber meets the road and the opportunities lie is if you can yeah. learn how to um, strategically educate them in and what you do and get the buy-in before they ever walk through the door. Right. Um, you'll, you'll have, I, I would say you have a student for life, but you, you've got a student for a long time. Yeah. And that's where the, that's where um, the whole branding opportunity comes into into play because branding just isn't the logo that you have on the coffee mug that i'm showing you here on the screen right 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 it's it's not it's it's transferring what's on that logo into some sort of mantra that touches every single part of your school yeah and and darren said it who's watching us right now he said you need a purpose then then market that purpose not the tool which is the martial arts and i think that's a very important thing to understand like for example you know your cup is your logo it's your school it represents who you are but people will not buy it unless they believe in the message like why would the real question is would your brand be something that people would be proud of wearing on their shirt do they feel like that's something that they really feel proud enough of to show that to the world, right? And then that's really your brand, right? And is your brand wearable? And that's very, very important for people to understand that. Like if you have a brand and you can't even conceptualize that brand on a T-shirt, then how in the world are people going to understand what you do, right? And so my meme, like, and by the way, you have to have a slogan of some sort, like, to describe your, your, your picture. Like, so my school, Long Island Ninjutsu Centers, and the slogan, the meme is, it's not just kicking and punching, it's the martial arts and beyond, right? So what does that mean? It means that we teach the martial arts, but we go way beyond that. So people are understanding that it's about uh, you know, self-esteem, self-confidence, focus, control, spirituality. Um, and then, you know, my brand is around the ninja, the mystique of the ninja, the a whole entire mindset of the, of the ninja, the, the, 
you know, the eliteness of the ninja. We have a client or my, my, my good friend, Kenny uh, Bigby from uh, Dragonfly Martial Arts, and his whole entire concept that you guys have came up with his brand is be elite. I mean, he's a former Navy yeah. SEAL. Everything he does is elite. He trains, you know, he trains people in the military, police officers. He's, a, you know, he's a great martial artist. So everything is about being elite. Like I'm, who am I? I I'm elite because I train at Dragonfly, and let's be elite. Everything we do is top level. Every, I'm going to put top level energy into it. My parents are well, going to want to say, "Be elite," and the kids are elite. And that word, know, right? Yeah, and see that word, we've worked into everything. So he has, you know, it's not a stripe test. Or anything like it's an it's an elite assessment, right? There you go. I mean, we we have integrated all of those things into uh, and and him more than me. I've just kind of sat back and asked questions and and, and that right. type of thing. But you know, it's it's a train elite, it's live elite, it's be elite. I mean, obviously the the tagline is be elite, but yeah. elite goes into the training. So you train elite, you live elite, everything from exercising elite, you, you eat elite, you know, um, to, right. like I said, the elite assessment. And this is where right. you are on the, and this is where I you are that. on the elite assessment. I love that. I mean, it's like, okay, like, you know, when, you know, when my kids, I often joke with the kids in class, I go, what do your parents say you're going to do before you come here? And they go, we're going to karate. I said, you want to mess with your parents a little? And they go, yeah. And I'm like, okay, tell them you're no longer going to karate. And then, of course, you know what they're going to say. You bar so. You get in that car right now. Mom's paying. I go, no, I'm not going to karate, Mom. And they'll be like, what are you talking about? And you go, we do ninjutsu. We, we don't do karate, right? <laughs> so let's separate it. We're not karate. Don't even use the word to associate this with karate because we don't do karate. Although nothing wrong with karate. It's just that we don't do it. You know, so I think that it's um it's something that we have to look at, right? And and I love this whole thing with Kenny. You know, be elite, train elite, eat elite. Everything you do comes from that part, that mentality of being elite. The elite assessment, like you want to pass your test and go on to the next level. Well, you have a certain set of standards that you're going to have to live by, right? So, are you elite? That's the question. Are you ready for your test? Are you elite? Well, here's your checkpoints, right? That I think that's incredible. And and you know, it's so important for us to realize sometimes we. You know, we don't take enough time to really build this in to what we do. So it's not – it doesn't penetrate into the persona of that person, right? So, like, when you're a Navy SEAL and you go through the trials and tribulations or you're British SAS or you're whatever special forces, rock Marines in Korea um, – you actually feel a sense of pride when you've achieved that level and you become the most elite force of your military or one of them, right? So why is it that we're not looking at our school as that kind of separatism, right? That kind of cultural, tribal, um, kind of, uh, you know, cult-like with, you know, because cult-like, I don't mean in a negative way, right? But that right, kind of right. mindset, right? So, so yep. what do you, what do you think about that? I think you're a little, you're frozen your picture, but you're, you're, I can still hear you. Yeah, well, you can hear me because obviously we've got uh, the audio being recorded. But uh, yeah, I can't, uh, I can't see you at all. Oh, really? Because I'm watching Facebook right now, and uh, I see, but it's delayed a little, so I'm watching it. So I don't know if we got bumped off. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, not sure. You're frozen. I see your picture on the screen and my picture at the bottom, but you're frozen when I look at you. And then let me ask the the group, let's see, on Facebook, can you still see and hear us? Um, okay, so let's see what they say. And now it's just me. It just kicked into just me. 
So you might have to sign in again, or I'm not sure. Anyway, see. I'll try to sign in again. Hear, can't hear Dwayne on Facebook, and Darren said you're frozen. <laughs> of course we are. Okay, now you're back. Okay, now okay. we're back. And they can so see we, you. Yeah, I, of course. I, you know, I'm I'm always on the camera. <laughs> not just kidding. <laughs> we are, we are back. It said the video live video will resume in a moment, and that's what I'm seeing right now on Facebook. But it says we are back, so I bet you it's going to kick in. So so yeah, I mean, um, the questions that we're asking right now are not simply little conversations to talk about and forget about. We're back, by the way. Um, it's really more about developing something that is is, and I want to use the word purchasable, right? It's um. It's something that we have to well uh, that resonates that resonates and yeah. not only res it, it not only okay so it has to resonate and this is what we talked about when when I was talking about this with 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 Kenny it, it has to create an emotional response we came exactly. up with a bunch of different things but you know the thing that really stuck for us was elite has an emotional response that's attached to it right you don't the the word elite doesn't have to um, uh, doesn't have to be explained, right? Right, right. You know, yeah. So, okay, so let's break this down. Uh, I'm kind of like, uh, what, what, what was it, Darren that was on, on? Yeah, Darren. Yeah. So I'm kind of like him where I'm, I'm in, a, uh, in a position where I'm actually looking at kind of trying to uh, rebrand myself um, right. a little bit more specifically. And right. here, so let's, let's just kind of hash this out, right? And kind of go through this. Yeah. Um, we, you know, our studio is called TriStar Martial Arts Academy. So right. I was looking at, um, our biggest thing is leadership because, right. you know, we, 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 that we have our leadership program, you know, our tagline is leadership training from day one, you know, that type of thing. Um, and I, and I like that, but it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's too mundane. It's too normal. It's not out of the box. So I thought to myself, um, you know, I thought to myself, what if, what if um, I use the word or words, you know, that we have, TriStar. Right. And use the word star. So what do I mean by that? Um, you know, are you being a, you know, uh, are, well, first of all, first of all, are you you know are 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 you a a um, are you a tri star like? Right. I, but the only thing I don't like is try. Like I don't want to be try. I want to be like Yoda. Do you know? Yeah, <laughs> that type of thing. So, um, but I, I was just trying to think about play a play on those type of words, um, in order to then take those words. Like I love what we did. And I told Kenny, I said, man, I wish I was a Navy SEAL. I wish that I would have already used the word elite so you couldn't use it. Yeah. Because well, you it, could, it was, you, but you, you still can, though, right? Because it's like you don't have to be a SEAL. And, and you know, no, he's you all don't. Way, he, he's in Indiana. You're in wherever. But let me, ask, let me ask you this question for you. So what – let's say I'm coaching you. So what does TriStar – I know there's meaning behind it. Why did you come up with it? What, what does TriStar – mean like what is why did you come up with this slogan this name this logo what is it yeah well my instructor his his was tristar karate and i just thought huh i like it and uh okay. try 
the tri stands for the Trinity. So obviously right. the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So okay. um, the, the, the star was just something that you could actually, you know, visually see type thing. And I wasn't going to say, uh, you know, the, 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 the Godhead three and one karate, you know, I mean, right. <laughs> that type of thing. Um, that, that, that's just a mouthful. So, um, but yeah, that's what the, 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 the three stars and the tri represents is, you know, the father, son, and the Holy so, Spirit. So what if it wasn't, you know, the father, son, and the Holy Spirit, right? What if it wasn't that, but it was a representation, it still is that. I'm not saying take that out because that's why you initially came up with it, but it's about the tri star is about that family unit, right? It's about the father, the son, the wife, the kid. It's about family, right? And it's about your slogan, your 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 meme is something more along the lines of, you know, family leadership, leadership through family, or creating, you know, joining the TriStar family of, of leaders, right? You know, whatever the case may be, that's who you are. You're that person who's helped families. You help people that don't have brothers and sisters and siblings become part of something bigger, like the TriStar family. Right there, you know, people. I'm sure your some of your instructors. They, you know, it's part of their life now, and they, you know, they live oh, sure. your art. So, so that's what I see your school as being. You know, that really home based. You know, I'm trying to think of like I want to keep the word religion out um, for the simple reason that people start to think of it as this, you know, kind yeah, of yeah, dogmatic. Yeah. So, so like you right. know, or even a cult. The, yeah, yeah, but the per the the um perception of what a moral person like your school is teaching these lessons of morality and you know that well and i even thought the, the the three stars could represent you know not that they don't represent what they do represent but right. the other thing could be you know um it could be the uh mind body spirit type thing you know yeah. which which to me kind of correlates anyways because you know i think about and this is generically speaking you know the, the godhead you know god would be the mind jesus would be the body obviously the holy spirit would be the spirit so for us it's right. the same thing you know we want we want to be a star in our mind our body and our spirit that type of thing right yeah i i'm thinking of star um less like star like celebrity famous or better or the greatest i know i know i'm i'm thinking of the star more along the like of like you know the north star the principle of light you know where people know they're going to go right that's going to have that value system so i think that that's where the star for me comes in you know and for you you know that you know so i'm not thinking of the the religious context but more about the you know, what it represents to be that, that having that star as that moral foundation, that, that, you know, principles, the concepts and so on, and then a family unit. And then, you know, the leaders, like, you know, because not always just people buy into the family. I'm, you know, I'm not going to be a part of your family. I'm a student, you know, like they don't understand how the martial arts is an extended family. Some people, um, right. but, uh, so, so you got to really get people to understand what makes them so, um, you know, what makes it so important to be a part of something that you do? Like, what do you do for people? That's, and I love that whole father's family, the father, son, the Holy spirit, you know, but also the, the whole family unit or like people follow the family in the dojo. I, I see that more about your school than anything else like that. Yeah. That's what yeah. 
So yeah, I mean, I think that's cool though. You have you have a really amazing brand where people want to learn that. You know, they want to be a part of it. That integrity that's no longer taught anymore. You know that yeah, the more moral values that are out the window. You know, everyone's being mean to each other and everyone's putting each other down. In your school, you're you know much more of a real, real uh, you know a great place to go to learn how to act like a human. Did you see what uh, Frank and Darren wrote? Um, Frank wrote, tried star makes me think of three levels of the martial arts. He meant try. And then Darren wrote, try star, reach your potential. Yeah. He's giving you a brand. Right. Or, or like reaching for the stars when it comes to potential, like not shooting for here, but like really reaching out. There's no limitations in what you do, right? There's, you know, the way you teach people and empower them through your leadership skills and your lessons, it makes people be able to reach for the stars and capture them, you know, that kind of thing. You know, I'm thinking like that yeah. kind of mindset. Yeah, and I just thought that, you know, why not use the name as as the, um, the brand if I could? You know, Dragonfly right. Martial Arts obviously – uh, you, you're not, you know, a, a dragonfly is not marketable, but elite right. is marketable. Right. Yeah. Well, again, that's the thing. Like he might, you know, even the name dragonfly is, is like you said, it's kind of like not really something that people can identify with. They're not going to be a dragonfly. But you know, we could spin that if we had to, if we put enough time and thought into it. But being elite, man, that's that's a big deal all the way down from, you know, down to the elite assessment. I love the whole fact, you know, I'm saying, you know, what are we? We're elite. You know, what am I going to do? Be elite. You know, like, you know, having these things that, you know, people could chant and say, and parents like, are you being elite today? Would sensei like that? Or are you just being average? And you're, you, you know, you know, that kind of thing. These questions are so, so important to the branding. Right. And I was even thinking like for rather than our strike test, it would be the star assessment. Yeah. There you go. And you could follow certain, you know, you get three stars, four stars, five stars for whether you did this right or that right. But, yeah, I love that. I think that's fantastic. You know, here's the thing that I learned years ago, um, and not to go off on a tangent, I'll say it quickly. I met with a parent. Um, she wanted to talk to me about why her kid wasn't on the test list for whatever belt it was. So, like, I'm, I'm very defensive at that moment. So I, I prepared ahead of time showing her what she needs. I, I made, got my level sheets out and I'm, and I'm ready for that mom. And I, and she comes in and I put it all in a pile. I'm going to show her why her kid is not ready. And she changes my entire thought process. One thing she says, you know, Shannon, I'm a school teacher. She said, um, I don't understand the way you do things here. And I'm about ready to start ripping through papers and proving. And she goes, I just, we, you know, we give people information. They quiz on it during the week. They test on it on the weekend. They pass or fail, and we move. So, like, how do you do what you do? I, I don't understand how I'm supposed to measure the progress of my daughter because we're a very Eastern kind of mindset. Like, just live it and train it, and eventually you'll be good at it. But for those logical thinkers, those Americanized way of thinking, like, what, do we, what does he need to learn to be able to pass his yellow belt? Uh, five techniques. Okay, he learned them. He did them. Well, he's not really that great at them. But, yeah, but he learned them. So give them a C instead of an A. You know, like it's a different mindset. So I had a really an epiphany of understanding and how parents think, you know, and I try to get that and teach them that it's not about just learning the moves. It's about so many other levels, right? So that's where I love, the, you know, that whole entire concept of be elite. I love your, you know, the star approach, you know, let's, you know, that kind of thing. That's all phenomenal. So I think that's really, really good. 
the star assessment uh, Darren wrote on here. Um, so, so let's close it up because we got ten minutes left before we log out, right, and, and get get off. So, um, what would be a good drill, a good way? What do you think for people to self-assess themselves is whether their branding is uh, is is a, if they are a brand or if they've tapped into their brand. The one thing that I would say is ask yourself, who are you? Like, what what does your school represent? When not from your point of view, but what do you think your parents? or your students feel that your school is? Like, what would they describe you as, right? And, and I hope it's not a school that teaches karate and self-esteem and self-confidence, all the, the martial art buzzwords that have been buzzworded into oblivion for the last 20 years, right? But, like, what makes you different? That's the real question. Yeah, and, you know, sometimes uh, they don't know, um, meaning those people, they don't know what makes you different. Right. Because some of them, some of them have never gone to, you know, another location or anything like that. So right. they, they may not even know what makes you different. Right. Well, well, that, you know, we've talked about this, too. I had a parent who now is a big fan of ours, but he called me one day and he's like, you know, I, I have a complaint. And I'm like, I'm ready to hear it, sir. And he's like, well, your lobby is too hot in the summer. And I kind of chuckled. And he's like, you're laughing. That just shows you know nothing about customer service. I'm like, sir. I don't mean to be disrespectful. I hope you don't take it this way. I said, but we have the most gorgeous lobby around. So what I suggest is you should go and check out other lobbies in martial arts. You're like, you want me to go somewhere else? I said, not to join, but I want you to go and see. And he said, oh, yeah, okay. I hope it doesn't lead me to a different school. And I'm like, sir, I doubt it will. Go check. And he went. He actually went. He's a professional. And he came back. He's like, oh, my God, you know, you have a beautiful lobby. I'm really sorry. I didn't get that. I thought every school had what you have. I thought every school was as professional as you were, you know, that kind of thing. So people don't know what they don't know, right? They, they assume exactly. that we're all at the certain level of standards. So, so would you say that people should um, maybe do that questionnaire and hand it out to a bunch of parents and say, like, what did they see, that kind of thing? Yeah, I think that would be a good start. Maybe first off, what would be a good start is for them to take some inventory and ask themselves those same questions. And then um, – hand it out to other individuals to see what to see if there's some congruency with those questions meaning you know what i see and what i believe and what i'm hoping is being perceived and then compare that to you know 10 other people yeah. that you bring that up to yeah and then i would go over our our usp right ask yourself what your unique strategic purpose is like what is it that makes you stand out from the rest. I, we've talked about this and recommended it in the past. It's a great book I suggest. It's called The Purple Cow. And The Purple Cow is simply about what, out of all the cows, and this guy was driving through Scotland and they saw all these cows and they were like, oh, look at all the cows, until they finally were bored of cows because they were everywhere. And then finally, basically what this guy saw was a purple cow. It really wasn't a purple cow, but it was a highland cow, which has long hair and big horns. And I mean, it's really kind of cool looking. And I saw them when I was in Scotland teaching. Um, and uh, that's all they could talk about was these highland cows versus the regular cows, the purple cow. Like what makes you the purple cow amongst all the cows? What is, and read the book. It's a small little book, phenomenal book, along with the book that we used as part of our motivation for today's call, Brand Washed. Like what is it that gets your people to believe in what you do? What is it that they're going to see? What are the words you want them to think about when they think about your school? That's part of your branding. But at the same time, in order to find that out, you might have to ask some questions of what people see you as right now. 
Yeah, and you know, a couple of things that I want to go over quickly before we 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 end. Um, these are some hierarchies of of your brand. One, um, you need to have clarity, right? A good brand communicates uh, a message clearly. Next is it needs to be um, memorable, right? It needs right. to be something that people are going to that are going to remember, and it's going to be um, easy to uh, remember. And then mm-hmm. the other one is unique. It does have to be different than than uh, all the other schools in your area, um, you know. Th- and it, and so it's going to tell them a story that is unique to yeah. just your facility. And right. then if you can make it, if you can make it with some sort of emotional connection, right? You know, like we talked about, that elite has, uh, a, a, you know, an, an an emotion behind it. You know, right. being a uh, you know being a star uh, to a certain degree has its uh, you know some emotion behind it. Yeah. And uh, the next one is credible, right? It has to be uh, credible. Has to be consistent. Those type of things. Um, and then lastly, if you can. I think it needs to be timeless. Yeah. And so then if you're able to do that, um, there, there's, there's such a, there's such a, a power behind that, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, dude, it definitely does. I mean, those things are really great points. And I think that just with this alone, if people would go back and, and do this drill, I think that they they should be able to discover a lot about who they are and what they do. And knowing what they do and who they are is important. Like, you're not just a karate school. Like, I went in – like, I'm one of those crazy people who always sees a karate school in a different state or town, and i got to look through the window or say hello. Hey, yeah. I'm Mally Albrey. You know, and it's like, you know, I, I quite often do I walk into a school. And I used to do this drill with my clients. I say, like, if the school's closed and locked, put your eyes up to the window like this and, and look through – and see what your perception of that school is. Is it a martial arts school? Well, you know that. Right? Why do we know that? Because there's weapons on the wall. There's um, there are uh, you know a bob kick pads and you know and you know we build karate black belts on that painting. But like, what does that tell you about the school? Like, what makes it look so different, feel so different? Their messaging is not clear enough because they're just like every other school, right? And that's so, so important. Uh, anyway, so the, the main thing that we need to do is kind of reinvent ourselves, reevaluate ourselves, look at who we are and what we do to see if that message is really getting across. Right. And, you know, um, if you think of uh, Amazon when they first came out, you know, there was not a real logo, but now they've taken the, the logo with the, uh, you know, the Amazon and, and, and it's A to Z. You know, they got that little smiley face. Everybody thinks there's a smiley face underneath, right? And, and that could be, but it really is an arrow that's pointing from A to Z. They have everything from A to Z. Right. You know, um, so don't be opposed to in all of this, um, and this is going to be heresy, I understand, but looking at your logo, maybe refreshing your logo a little bit based upon what you come up with your branding. You know, if you talk about timeless, you look at um, like Nike, right? Nike's just their swoosh, and even they're saying just do it. Um, that applies to so many of the things. It's kind of like the uh, Be Elite type thing. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, and you read the book, and I don't know, I think that I recommended it to you, and it was Shoe Dog, right, about Nike. Yeah. Uh, and, um, yeah, I, yeah, that's a phenomenal book. I, yeah, I sent and, it to you. What are you talking about? No, I, well, whatever. Maybe you did. I mean, I forget, right? We, but, but 
so shoe dog, right, is when we, you look at Nike, that came from the Greek, uh, Nike was, yeah. a, was a female god of speed, right? That's what the word is. It has nothing to do with sneakers, but it was cool how he came up with it, something basic, something easy, um, and clean, and it's developed into like a multi-billion dollar brand, right? So, um, so that's an interesting book to read as well. But yeah, we need to, we need to work on, um, that. And by the way, I'd love to see people commenting here. If you heard this, if you watch this broadcast at a later date, inbox us, us pictures of your logo if you want to attach it to, uh, this, this, um, you know, podcast on Facebook. If you want to email us, you know, uh, you could go to our website and do that. And, uh, we'd love to just see like what you're doing, how your school looks, what your lobby looks like. Uh, attach a video. We'd love to share the, share with the world of, about, you know, the different schools out there and how they look. So we had a really, really good thing going on. Yeah, and you know what I'll do is um, if they go to uh, schoolownertalk.com forward slash 199, because this is our 199th uh, podcast, um, we've got some PDFs that we'll throw up there. And one of the PDFs is um, um, just – brand design and, and your unique selling, uh, excuse me, your unique strategic purpose. And then um, another one is actually um, marketing that unique strategic purpose. And then lastly, um, we've got a PDF that's just 10 famous logos with hidden meanings and their unique strategic purpose. And so I'll yeah. put that up um, at, you know, on our website there at uh, schoolandertalk.com. And I think, so if, you, if you're listening to this later on, um, you know, go to schoolandertalk.com forward slash 199. You'll be able to get that. If you're listening live, you're going to have to give me uh, about a couple hours before I get everything uh, processed and put up there. So right. um, you can check check back in a few hours after this live call. But, uh, awesome. yeah, and that should get some people started. Fantastic. Great great call, Dwayne. Awesome. Thanks for sharing your ideas. Let's work you and I on more of our schools and branding our schools even more. Um, I'm always up for the challenge. I love working with you, and we work together well, so let's work on our branding. Yeah, and I appreciate, uh, you know, being able to do, to do this live because I think, you know, for school owners, it, it's, it's a good thing to be able to see us kind of bounce ideas back and forth. And I like the live portion where people can type uh, other things, too, to, to right. give ideas. So thank you, I love everyone. it, too, like getting a lot of opinions. So, yeah, thanks for being on here. Even just uh, Master Greg Silver just joined in with us, who's the head of United Professionals. Uh, you know, so he's uh, stopped on and said hello. And uh, hopefully he'll, he caught us at the tail end, so maybe he'll listen to the podcast and give us his insight because he's an expert at what he does as well. Um, so Absolutely. awesome, Dwayne. Thank you. Thank you so much. You have an amazing day, an amazing week, and we'll see you next Wednesday. All right. Bye, guys. Take care. Have a great day.